Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Espresso Jams. I am so excited today to have Laura Doman with us. And uh, Laura comes from an IT sales background. And she turned that experience over into being a voice actor and on camera, on films, and commercials with industries. She's voiced over many things and she is today in her studio. Welcome, Laura. It's good to see you. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate that. And I, mm -hmm. I love your background. It looks very professional. Well, thank you. It's very sparkly. I'm actually in my voiceover studio. And what you're looking at are heavy sound blankets. They're actually hanging about 10 feet down. And I have them all around me because a secret, a lot of voiceover people work in their closets. Now, this is a big <laughs> walk-in closet, so I've got a lot of room. But I'm also a very organized person because I've got a professional background. So behind these curtains, I've got all kinds of storage. And I love having anything that's two for one. So you're right. Yeah. But, you know, the, the important thing in voiceover is to keep the sound down so you can do broadcast quality. So that's why we're here. Right. So you don't want any reverberations or echoes or anything like that. Exactly. Very nice. Very nice. And if for those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see Laura. You, you can look at the video, get on YouTube. You can see her and her background. And it is sparkly. You're listening to Espresso Jam. Short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Well. I have right behind me something I picked up at Michael's just because when you have dark hair and you have a black background, you can look like a floating face, which is great for Halloween, not great for anything else when you're working with clients live. So Absolutely. I just picked up some fun sparkling material just so that I'd actually show up. I even have some lights on either side, but they can get a little distracting sometimes. So they can. And, those off. and where are you and your studio located today? I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Atlanta! I know Atlanta is hot, Atlanta. Yeah, not right now because it is winter time and it's rainy and cold, so it's the perfect day to be inside your closet. But yeah, and I've lived in Atlanta now for most of my adult life, and I love it. And what's especially wonderful about Atlanta is that it is one of the major centers now for film and TV work, oh. and they call it sometimes Hollywood of the South, but we just say. It's Atlanta. You know, you're, you're Atlanta of the West out there, LA. So oh we boy! Have a lot of <laughs> oh, we're yeah. gonna get some. We're gonna get some flack about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> so you come from an IT background, IT mm -hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. And how? It's a big switch. Mm -hmm. To voiceover. Yes. So how did that happen? Well, it goes right back to what I was like as a very little girl. I always wanted to be an actress. And I was the kind that was putting on shows everywhere, even bringing in my little sisters who could barely talk or walk to be part of it. Neighborhood shows, plays and schools, everything I could think of. 
And then when I was in high school, I was also the morning announcement person. I was one of the first students to do it because I was involved in all these clubs and I could never hear anything because the PA announcements would be drowned out by all the kids yelling and screaming in homeroom. So I'd go to the office to find out where are these clubs meeting and what's going on. And they thought, well, let's just see what happens. Maybe the kids will listen if they hear another kid. And lo and behold, it worked. And that's wow. like my first foray into voiceover. Oh, and that's exciting. It. Yeah, it was great. And I ended up training a whole bunch of other kids to do it too. But my heart has always been in the business world as well. Hmm. I have two sides of me. One is the business and the other is very creative. And I like putting them together. And I also like being able to make a living. And if anybody is familiar with the entertainment world, whether you're going to be an artist, an actor, a musician, you name it, it can be kind of tough. Can be tough. A lot of people, very competitive, and a lot of people get jobs in the serving industry and other ways of making their money. But I decided that I wanted to be able to kind of subsume that creative aspect into a technology um, a career. Because one, I liked it. I was strong in business. I like computers. I've been introduced to them since I was like 10 years old because my dad was in the field. And I also like to travel and I like to make money. So I got involved with that. But I was also very much of a presentational kind of person. So I found out very quickly that my real niche was in sales and marketing. And I love being able to go in front of groups, training groups, presenting, putting a little razzle-dazzle into a lot of bits and bytes so because a lot of you, it wasn't that interesting at the time. You had no fear standing up in front of an audience or in front of people. No. You are a rare point. case. You know, I might have been. You know, it's funny. Even recently, I was in an on-camera acting class, and I was telling the instructor how excited I was. I was going to be speaking at a big voiceover conference this past April on a, t a favorite topic. And, you know, he said, you can tell that you're an actor because most other people would be turning white and would do everything they could to avoid it. Because public speaking is like one of the number one fears people have out there. That's what I've heard. That yeah. Public speaking is number one. Death and dying is number two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which is why oftentimes when I tell people how to get comfortable and how to be able to do this is relax. The chances are pretty good that you're not going to die from this. I mean, yeah, you might get a heart attack. You well, might you might get an elevated heart rate, um, elevated shallow breathing, some things like that could be going on. Yes. Oh, exactly. But there are all kinds of techniques to get the stress out of it. But yeah, being one of those kind of people who was able to talk technology and business and do it in a fun, creative way really helped with the career. Sure. So I did the tech career for a while and I loved it and I traveled. And then because I was kind of a late bloomer, I got married later in life. And I had my first baby later in life. And I never thought I'd be a stay-at-home mom. But there was just something like a little switch was pulled. When I held that baby in my arms for the first time, that was it. And I said goodbye to the corporate career and made a complete switch to become a stay-at-home mom. So, so let me ask a little more detail on that. Yeah. Did you have a career or any kind of money-making side gig with voiceover before you left corporate? Nope. nope. Nothing. All I did, well, the closest I came was sneaking out of the sales meetings and, you know, a few other things. That's the beauty when you're in sales. Nobody really knows where you are. I had on the side an agent and I did mm -hmm, like on-camera commercials. 
I did some industrials. I did, I was an extra in some movies. I did a few things like that. But voiceover at the time was a much higher barrier to entry. Hmm. You see, right now, people are in the home studios, and I've got a broadcast quality studio, and I've got the ability to connect with clients anywhere in the world. Yeah. A lot of freedom. But back then, and you know, we're talking a few decades ago, there weren't that many people doing voiceover. You needed an agent. You needed to be pretty much full-time or combining it with a full-time career as an actor because you had to go to client locations where they had their engineers, their equipment, and that's where you did your stuff. Now, I don't know if anybody saw The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel lately, but there was a fun episode where she did a gig as a voiceover actress, just running from place to place. And that's kind of the way it was until the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, not even that. Home studios really started coming up during the pandemic. Yeah. But at that time, there wasn't a chance to do voiceover. I did do a little something like reading for the blind. And those were big rooms full of tape machines where they're still splicing tapes. Oh, my gosh. It was a far cry from what we got today. <laughs> yeah. So, so did you have any, I mean, so you just started. Did you then need to learn anything? Did you go through any training courses or? Absolutely. You don't do anything without training. Huh. I don't care what business or industry there is. The first thing that I did once I decided that I wanted to to start up my own business again, because that ambition never really died away. I got a lot of on-camera training. And then I found out that there were places actually teaching voiceover. That had not been the case before. So I immediately went into the training. And for anybody who ever wants to get into acting or voice acting, training is paramount. And you got to make sure you go to the right people. Vet them. There are a lot of scammers out there. For example, in voiceover, for $500, we'll train you and we'll get you a demo reel and we'll get you your first job. It doesn't work that way. Your training can take months, years. And like with on-camera acting, it never stops. You're always fine-tuning your, your art. Always. So, so, go yes. ahead. So I'm saying what you need to do, first of all, is to understand what's involved. And the first thing people think is that you have to have a big presentational voice like Casey Kasem did. Or you have to be able to sound like Paul Harvey or the movie theater guy. Hey, coming up next. No, that is old school. They want real people, conversational, down to earth, talking like I'm talking to you right now, Joe. Well, you, you are trained in speaking. So, I mean, I, I am not. Um, I just speak. I, I just said, um, that's terrible. I shouldn't be saying, um, um, <laughs> I go, yeah, that, it comes there's out. There's a fix for that. There, it's it, called a filler word. There is yes, a fix. For there that. is a fix. And I was in <laughs> Toastmasters and they focus on that, but I still, I still do that. And, um, you know, I've got to think that there is a special skill to being a voice actor. Do do you have to do different voices? Do you do cartoon voices, for example? Uh, like I hear many, many actors are, are voice actors on the cartoons. And it's sometimes surprising mm-hmm. to say, oh, I know them from this television show, that television show. And then they're the voice of this little kid on, on the symptoms or something. Yes, yes. Oh, there's some wonderful talent out there. And that has changed as well. Uh, first of all, you get a lot of celebrities, especially with animated movies. Because they'll bring the name, the name will bring people in. Right. Um, animation is a little different than a lot of other voiceover. It's one of those few genres where you probably still need to be in LA. 
Now, if you're doing video games, it's a little bit different, but there is training for each type of voiceover you want to do. For example, most people start off with commercial, but there is a huge amount of non-broadcast in the corporate world. For that, I'm talking website videos, training videos, which are called e-learning. And a lot of these can be interactive and they can use AI and virtual reality. And there's some cool projects I've been on. You've got explainers, which are like little commercials in a couple of minutes online, usually set to animation or whiteboard. So if you've ever seen something like, see Bill, Bill likes to check with this company and on that company, that's an explainer. You have okay. that same kind of e-learning just for children. You have talking toys. You have your animation. You've got your gaming. You could do it for real estate. Another specialty I have is medical narration. To be able to get your tongue around all those multi-syllables, not easy. And how, um, how, difficult, how difficult is it now to break in? Say, say I wanted to break into voice acting or one of our guests or yes. listeners today wanted to break into voice acting. What would they need to do? Well, first of all, let me just kind of lay out the steps. You need training. And I would encourage anybody to see if there's any wonderful training right there in your own backyard. If there isn't, there's some terrific online academies too, like gravyforthebrain.com and voiceoverextra.com. There are voice actors who also provide a lot of free advice online, like vopreneur.com or voboss.com. And you'll learn everything about what it takes for the training and the business side and the setup all in one, but you do need training. Do need After you get your, yeah, you usually start off with commercial training, but a good place will train you in many different genres. And you kind of find out where you might fit because okay. it's very rare that somebody does everything. Usually you're stronger in one versus the other. And, and in, then, in case you're wondering, we will put the links to, to the sites mentioned. So you don't need to rewind and rewind and, and write that down. We'll have the links in the show absolutely. notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great, um, great resources. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. There are some wonderful coaches and I would recommend anybody after they get their basic coach, their basic training to get some coaching because you're not going to be able to get started as a professional voice actor unless you have a few elements. After your training, you need demos and you usually need one demo for each type of genre like commercial, corporate narration, e-learning, etc. You also need a website. It is your storefront. And people need to see what you can do and how to get a hold of you. You also need a studio. And now that wasn't true maybe three years ago, but it is now. And a lot of the big jobs that go through agents are going to require you to have a tool like Source Connect, which is something that I have that allows you to talk to people really anywhere in the world. Um, or IPDTL, although sometimes I've had sessions with Zoom and FaceTime and Microsoft Teams and the list goes on. You need all these components. And I'm just going to be honest that you, it's an investment. Mm, now, I'm sure. not talking $50,000, but everything you do, if you're going to do it right, it's going to cost a few hundred dollars here, a few hundred dollars there. As you have to know that like with any business, you have to make an outlay for it. You also want to make sure that any studio you have at home is broadcast quality. And there are some excellent audio engineers out there. If anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm happy to give names for those as well. And they can remotely test your studio and help you get up to speed. And of course, you need editing software and you need to know how to do marketing. And if I'm not discouraging you by now, <laughs> then you probably are a voiceover artist at heart. Um, ah, 
So we're, get, we're getting into yes. the business of voiceover, yes. which is, I, I did want to go there because yes. it's not only doing the voiceover and, and getting the instructions, I, I, it's hard to imagine what that might look like, but about the business of voiceover, you're involved with marketing, you're involved with contracts, I imagine, and, and mm-hmm. everything that involves a small business. Would, would that be correct? Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time, build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at Gapologist.com. Absolutely. It is totally a business. And that's why this fellow Mark Scott, who created VOpreneur, means voiceover entrepreneur. Because to tell you people are not going to be knocking on your door. Will you please do a voiceover for me? Can I give you $500 to do this radio spot? Will you take $10,000 to do this big commercial for me? I wish. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Um, There are opportunities that are easier to find on certain casting sites. There are certain places you avoid. But you have to go out there and market yourself. And that means you want to reach out to production companies. You want to reach out directly to companies that might be using your services internally or to their customers. You want to talk to the people in your community who have businesses, churches, food banks, nonprofit organizations, schools. You need to be able to find your own work because while there are people out there that'll help you, like your agents, like some of these casting sites, it's very competitive. Now, let me also say, though, not every voice is the same. Excuse me, and sometimes we get a little frog in our voice, which is why we drink a lot of water. There we go. Yes. As we go along. Excuse me. Yes, very good. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it is mm-hmm. it is a business. You need to market it. There's competition. Are there um like like an actor will go to what do they call them? Screenings or tryouts or competition? There there might be ten actors vying for a position. Yes. What what do you, I, the mm-hmm. the name escapes me, Laura? What what am I thinking of? Um, are you talking about just like conferences or are you talking about competitions or just just going out for jobs? Just, or are you talking about showcases? No. Well, gosh, <laughs> this is all terminology that I am not familiar with. But what I've seen on TV is actors, you know, lined up in a chair and they go into audition. That's the audition. word. Audition. Oh, yes. Yeah. There are auditions for voice actors, are there? Excuse me, I just had to clear my throat there. Um, Yes, everything is an audition. And one other thing, just to keep your head straight about it, is the business is full of rejection on camera as well as voiceover. 
And the only way people know what you're doing, aside from your marketing, is to do auditions. And oftentimes, you're not going to find out how well you did. Most likely, you'll never find out how well you did unless you book it. <laughs> so it's or a, backup. don't call us, we'll call you. Exactly. And so you can feel very defeated. Now, sometimes you'll hear from an agent, oh, you're one of the top three for this big spot. They really liked you, but they went with a different voice. And on casting sites, sometimes you'll see that you've been shortlisted. Hmm. Or if you're working with your own rosters, your own clients, you'll find out, yeah, you're one of five people we're looking at. But generally, you don't know. So the day is full of auditioning and you give it your best shot. You do it as if it were a final piece and you perform, you're acting, but you're coming across as somebody as if you were saying it just spontaneously in a real life situation. Now, I think you mentioned a word I'd like to like to ask you about that. You said perform. Yes. Do you consider all the time that you're doing a voice acting or you're doing a voiceover are you performing, even if it's a how-to video or explainer video? Well, performing probably wasn't the best choice of words because if you sound like you're performing, you're going to sound fake. Mm. But you are acting. So performance in the sense of being an actor. You're taking on a character role. You're in a real-life situation. You pay attention to, in your mind, what's going on around you. Where am I? When am I? Who am I with? Why am I giving this particular message out there? And what's the motivation? Why am, what is it that the person has to understand to take away from it? So if you're doing a training video, you're teaching. If you're doing a commercial, you're often like speaking to a friend. If you're going to be doing a medical narration, you could be addressing a group of doctors. And if you're a character, even for a film or a TV show, Hey, you're just reacting to the scene all around you. Except instead of playing off of other people like you would in the on-camera world, it's all going on in your imagination, which can be challenging. Yes, sure. I, I have a lot of respect for the voiceovers and the voice actors who are doing cartoons because they're sometimes running up a hill and they're they're winded or they're getting knocked in the head with something. Oh, yeah. there's, and there's Anything could be going on and they've got to simulate that in their mind to be able to come up with the voice that that reflects what's going on. And so, in fact, there are some tips for that. So for example, if you are going out for, let's say, a video game and your character is a warrior and you're running, you are actually going to start jogging in your studio or wow. doing push-ups or whatever you can so that you're out of breath. Because in those kind of scenarios, it's the nonverbal cues and the nonverbal um, sounds that you hear, meaning not the voice, but the breathing, mm. or maybe sometimes of the, uh, the stuttering or the thinking that people can hear that makes the character come alive. That makes it real. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we have listeners all over the world from young listeners to older listeners, people with accents from the South, people with accents from the North. Um, people with with reach, very regional accents and people with more global accents. It's, it's hard to tell where they're from. Is there any category that you would say you, you, you just don't have it? You just can't do it. You're too old. You're too young. You're, you're, you sound too much like like this other thing person. No. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a yes or no you. question. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> um, 
we're all aware of how important it is to be diverse and inclusive. Mm. And that has finally been embraced in the voiceover world, as well as on camera in the business world and everywhere else. People want to hear real people. They want to hear different experiences coming from. They want to hear the accents. They want to hear different ages. It's reflecting reality. And we're not all just one thing. Now, it also is true that depending on what you're doing and what market, they might be calling for something specific. So for example, there is a casting site that I love called Bodalgo, B-O-D-A-L-G-O.com. And I'll give you all that information later too. It's based out of Germany. And half of their stuff would be opportunities for European voices or what they just call neutral English or worldwide English. And then the other half might be US voices. And so it's very important to be able to match whatever they want. But oftentimes I see, and especially when it comes to video games, they are looking for people with authentic, actual backgrounds. They want to hear a true Nigerian accent. They want to hear an Asian female between the ages of 16 and 18. They want to hear a real Western accent from an older man who's, let's say, 75 plus. There is space and room for everybody from all backgrounds. That doesn't mean you're going to be right for everything, mm, but you are going to be in demand because sometimes you see these castings coming by that they cannot find a match. And if wow. you have something unique to offer, and especially if you're working with an agent or on a casting site, you can set up your profile to identify that background and you might find yourself quite busy, much more so than anybody with a standard American accent, for example. Interesting. So there's, there's space for everyone. There is definitely space for everyone. And I've even been hearing it. I've got a good friend over in the UK who tells me that a lot of pushback has been coming against the RP, the received pronunciation, the Queen's English, hmm. um, with a very posh accent. They want to hear people from all parts of Great Britain. And there are like, I don't know, nine, 12 different dialects. There's so many of them. And so the push is everywhere in the world. Yeah, it's just, here. it's finding the right the right job or the right gig, if you will, that is right for you. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's out there. Well, that's great news for everyone listening who ever thought of being a voice actor. You've got the steps now on how to do that. It's not going to be easy, as Lauren had mentioned, and it's not going to be immediate, but you need to get the training and then some coaching, some technology, mm -hmm. some investment. And you too, I sound like a commercial, you too can be a voice actor. <laughs> well, let me give you some positive things because I know it can sound quite daunting and I'm a realist. So I'm going to tell you what the obstacles are. And a lot of that would be the time and the money. Hmm. However, this is the most giving community I've ever been part of. And I'm talking about all the business communities as well as even on camera. People here are very giving. I have made friends from all over the world. People help each other out. There are wonderful Facebook groups. There are conferences. In fact, the biggest one, and in my opinion, one of the very best happens right in my backyard every spring around the end of March, early April, called VO Atlanta. They bring in the top coaches and trainers from all over the world. We've had about 800 different voice actors from all over the world come to learn, to connect, to communicate. People form accountability groups, support groups. I've got a wonderful one of other uh, ladies. I mean, really, we're all over this country, different ethnicities. We've got some people overseas as well. I'm with other groups. Um, 
where we help each other practice and train. Oh, that's so, so there great. Is, yeah. There's a lot of support out there. Yeah, and there's even, so, so much that can be done when you get with folks who have the same goal and, this, and similar objectives. You're not competing because everyone is different, has a different accent, different ages, different different roughness to their voice, or different sweetness for their voice. And that's so great that you can get together and practice and help mm -hmm. each other. Community is so important. Community is essential. And also helps people be aware of some of the scammers out there. Yeah. Or if you want to be a professional, this is how you do it. And and let me just give you know the caveat that everything I talked about is about being a professional voice actor. Now, anybody who wants to can find a quiet space, get a little USB mic, talk into it without any training, and submit auditions on some of the sites. Now, some of the higher-end sites will be screening people. They're not going to just let people come through who truly don't sound ready. But you can do voiceovers through a lot of other freelancer sites if that's what you wish. I've, I've, seen, that. I've, I've seen that on Fiverr, on Upwork. And yes. I don't know if they're professionals or not. I mean, some of them have nice voices. I don't know if they have a USB mic or, or what they're doing, but I see they've done a certain number of jobs. Yeah. So you, you well, could start that way. Maybe, maybe would that be a good way to see if someone is thinking about maybe I want to do this, but I'm not sure I'm not ready to invest. Um, I would still suggest starting off with a voiceover class. Okay. Just because you can easily fall into very bad habits. And sometimes the lowest paying jobs, which you're going to find on these sites, bring the worst kind of clients. Yes. Because oftentimes they're going to expect the world. And if you're going to pursue something like this, your time and your training and your, you know, your, your talent is worth something. Right. And you've got to decide, is that really worth $5, $20? When if you had the proper training and you went after the professional jobs, the people who understood it and valued it, you'd be paid 250. And there, it's yeah. often easier to work with those clients because they understand the business, they understand expectations and how to set mm -hmm. the expectations. So they're the professionals working with professionals. But I will also say, just like with anything, there is a wide range. You know, you're going to have the very inexpensive, low barrier to entry, and you're going to have the Rolls Royce. So <laughs> sure. it's up to you where you want to play on it. Right. Oh, that's great. Laura, this has been such a great conversation. Oh, no, thank you. Before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to say, any action steps or anything you'd like to like to leave our audience with? Well, um, absolutely. I'm happy to talk to anybody who would like to know a little bit more um, if you're thinking about wanting to get into any of this, you can sign up for a 15-minute consult. The link will be in the show notes. Happy to talk to you about it. Um, but please, first of all, check some of the sites that I'm giving. The other thing that I will give um, to Joe would be a link to a portion of my blog where I have resources. I have about six different blogs about how to get started in voiceover. Oh, that's excellent. So there are a lot of the same basic questions, and this will give you a lot of information, a lot of the answers, a lot of the resources I already mentioned. And in fact, if you want to subscribe to the blog, you're going to find that there will be information on not just voiceover, but also on camera. Because what I also do is I help non-actors become more comfortable on camera. And by the way, there's a lot of voiceover that's involved with that too. And so you can get all that as well. 
And if you're specifically interested in knowing how to become more comfortable and effective on camera yourself, like when we were first talking, I have like um, a little downloadable flyer that you might be able to get something out of in terms of you know, how to get a little more relaxed, how to get a little bit more effective yourself. Oh, that's great and very generous of you, Laura. No, thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that and I'm sure the audience does also. It's been so great talking with you and so much great information that you shared and really, really enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you, Joe. And if anybody um, would like to hear what professional voiceovers sound like, please visit my website. I have all the demos on there. It's just lauradoman.com. And again, happy to help you with any resources you might need. Fantastic. Thank you. And have a great week. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye all. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, Wishing you an awesome day.